bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. Congratulations, Detroit. You can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. The homicide tool has reached a nice even 750. Details on the latest leveling from Police Sergeant... Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... ...in the morning. The Hitless Tigers could use this guy's talents. Mount Clemens police have a 36-year-old man in custody. Seems he got home about 5 o'clock this morning from an all-night spree. That ticked off the little lady who unleashed a verbal barrage at the man. That apparently the last straw for him. He picked up his genuine Willie Mays power eyes lightning strike Louisville slugger baseball bat. Proceeded to hit a thousand on the woman's head. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Welcome back to the rebirth of Sidetracked. Do it live. Yes, that's well, right. It is plugged. Drops have already started. It took us three seconds. Perfect. Perfect. Gonna have to give me a soundboard so I can start making oh, my own sound clips. I'm telling you, it is so worth it. I have so much fun with it. I wish I had a full-time producer who could sit here and do this stuff. And there's plenty of them I can't push right now because of the 90 second rule, but uh, anyway, we'll get to right. that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I heard that you curtailed all of that that little well, sound bite. There are about five buttons that are out of that particular incident, um, and that's the one that I can play early. The rest mm-hmm. later. Um, yeah. Anyway, so why the, the, the difference is this is something that's been in the back of my mind for a long time. We've had this show forever. Just it sat dormant for a long time. I was kind of looking for the right time and the right feel and the right impetus to, to bring it back. And the three of us had talked about doing this show again. Really, it's been, I'd say, nine months anyway, that it's at least been a seed in our heads. And um, finally, with the, the rules being posted for what could be changed for NTPA for, for this year and heading this weekend, I, that kind of lit the fire under me personally. It was a spark I was looking for um, when that came out 10 days ago or whatever it was. I said, okay, we got to do this. So um, happy to resurrect Sidetracked. And what these two do not know, and I didn't until last night, I was going through making sure stuff infrastructure-wise on the back end, everything's working and stuff is set up and listening to some old shows and trying to reconnect with the, the the theme and the feel and the vibe of what this show used to be and what I want it to be again. I realized that with the, the two, that the two shows that we discussed in the test run that have never aired the Rockwell live and the, the Drew and I were hammered, never, never aired show. <laughs> Those two coupled with the other shows that are aired total 99 so making this the hundredth episode and and bringing it back with the two of you, it's pretty damn Cheers. sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. Cheers. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And really, you know, it's it's a different it's it's a conversation that you get to sit and listen in on. As three of us just riffing on whatever we talk about, whoever wherever it goes, and that's why there's a microphone in my face, and I'm more concerned with how the show sounds really than what it looks like because. Ultimately, uh, when this is done tonight, I'm taking the sound out of it. It's going to go to, it'll go to the sidetrack website. Um, it's going to go out to you choose your favorite podcasting platform. You'll be able to listen to us because the old show that when this existed before people told us, we don't, we don't necessarily want to watch you. We want to listen to you. And we do it while we're out farming, when we're out driving the truck, when we're in the shop, wrenching on stuff, we listen. So, um, at, you know, sometime tomorrow, I don't know exactly when, this will blast out to Samsung, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, 
60s or I don't know. It goes to like 15 places. So I hope you'll tune in there as well rather than just watching us on Facebook tonight. And um, the video of this will will go to YouTube. It's not to say there'll never be any video component to it. There is, but I'm, I'm not so worried about that necessarily. That's the whys and wherefores. So let's get into it then. Let's get into it. There's been a lot of, um, well, there's been a lot of rules that have come down the line. I don't know how many of you guys who are watching at home have seen the list. There was a PDF out there at some point in time at 14 whole pages worth. Um, I can, if you want, probably throw that on the website at some point and figure out how to link back to it for those who want to see it. The meetings will be this weekend. So really after, you know, depending on how you consume the show, by the time you hear it, it might be over and done with anyway. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, you're right. Ed, it has been 90, 90 seconds. So we'll do it live. Fuck it. There we go. (laughs) Now it's real. Fucking thing sucks. So let's get into it then. Go for it. Yeah, I'm just going to go right down the list, and we'll start. We'll start at the top. Uh, first one, and I would argue that probably the first one that's really on the entire list is potentially one of maybe two that I could actually see passing for whatever reason. And it involves pro stock, point blank, dropping the weight from ten thousand to ninety five hundred. I, I don't hate it. I don't. I don't. Five hundred pounds less. You got to haul around in the truck with you. The tractors be a little tougher to hook up really don't have a problem there i don't care if you want to do it do it if you don't don't kind of simple on that one has there been a lot of the the comment was made while well, the intent being help reduce driveline failures from becoming a problem has it become a problem this year or no i don't necessarily feel that it has myself no okay um i would and in, in fact i would maybe say that the risk is uh by not loading the chassis as hard, you're okay, fine. Driveline is going to survive. How many overspeeded turbochargers are we going to see next year? If they're 9,500 pounds and they're buzzing the crap out of the tires and just spin that thing to the moon. Well, that was my next question about tires. Uh, what's that going to do to tires? Yeah. Tires are a thing too. I, I don't know that. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're 500 pounds less on them though, how much harder are you biting the track? Well, you're not, but you're right. burning it. You're going to burn them though. Right. There goes your edge. There goes, I mean, it's not cheap to maintain tires either. No, no. As we shall see when we get later on. Yes. Another class that tires are a constant problem. Yeah. Simons did wreck one at, at Sandwich. That's true, guys. Yeah. Doug and Chris Ashleyman, thank you. Yes, they did. Uh, not to say that no one did, but right. um, I don't think it's uh, quite it's as. It's not like it's a systemic failure. Right. But... Yeah. I don't feel like it is. No, I yeah. don't feel like it is. But yeah, that's one. That's one. That's probably the most cut and dried, very specific rule in the entire all fourteen pages of this. It's real specific. It's right to the point. Um, I can see it going either way, and I, I could see that one getting adopted. I don't know what the appetite for it is within the people in the class directly. I haven't had those conversations. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, Hot farm. If we're done, if we're done with pro stock. Hot farm has one just about cylinder heads, and you know keeping it to just recast and no billet the rule's already there kind of a duh so don't think that's going anywhere super farm guys though they got busy they lots of going back and forth about uh 
well, to start with um, intercooler and how to e- equalize things across whether you got one, whether you don't have one. I come down on the side of you shouldn't have one anyway. Super, Super Farm should have never had them. Uh, that ship sailed for PPL. It is what it is. It's fine. But um, beyond that, they kind of run heads up pretty darn good to each other. When I see them cross over, I don't, you know, we looked at that. We were doing the power ranking thing last winter. We'd look at them side mm-hmm. by side. It's like, I don't see an advantage here. When the guys right. would cross over, they were all right. So I don't know. Why Why do we need that? And and trying to equalize them by taking three to 500 pounds out of it, and maybe we drop the drawbar to 18 inches. Well, if you don't want intercoolers, tractors showing up to your pole, don't invite them because if you're going to put a boat anchor around them while, you know, when they show up, and then at the bottom say, well, it's designed to encourage more people to show up. Well, they're going to. Yeah. You're going to tell me I'm going to drop my drawbar two inches and take 500 pounds off. Screw you. I'll leave it in the trailer. Why would I do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's – if they run heads up, and we've done – and I think that both PPL and Outlaw or and, and NTPA have demonstrated – you can run them heads up and they're going to be, you know, they're going to come in there right about where they should. So why do we need to give, you know, why do we need to give somebody a penalty? Yeah. I'm going to back up on one here. This comment from Wyatt, uh, from an unnamed pro stock puller. We can't find enough movable weight the way it is at 10,000 pounds. Good. Learn to drive. Or do argue that. I'll, you know what? Take a thousand pounds off. I'm going to make weight nine. Let's see how you get down the track. Well, I don't have enough movable weight. I can't set my shit up. I'm figure it out. Jesus Christ! There's somebody running two thousand pounds out on the nose. Figure it out. You got com- you got components already, right? You want to let's go there. You already got components. Had had for a long, long time. I can't find the weight. I can't find the weight. Seems like ninety percent of them have the fuel tank in the back. Oh, you can't find enough nose weight. Why is your tank in the back? Mm-hmm. You know, we could. I'll, I'll walk around a tractor. We'll find some weight to take out of it, or to move around. Move. Maybe it starts I mean, with the, maybe it starts with a giant mass between the ears that's in the roll cage when you say something like that. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Problems between the seat and the steering wheel. That's usually what I used to say. That's yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. Anyway, back to Super Farm. Sorry, we got sidetracked. We did what we do. Yes, that's right. Um, so if they're running, so if they are going to run head, I mean, yeah, it seems like it, it doesn't seem like it incents me with a Super Farm to go and and hook with NTPA if I'm a PPL guy. If I'm going to get handicapped or hamstrung, and you know that doesn't feel all that welcoming. No, not so, at all. No. I mean, if you just don't want intercoolers, then just say it. We don't want intercoolers. We don't want them to have them either. Yeah. I, you know, I guess I'd have to do some homework on this stuff because it just cropped into my head. But, you know, if, if they're going to run together and you're going to have PPL guys come over to NTPA, it's unrealistic to ask them to take all the intercooler and everything out of the tractor. That's not going to happen. That's fine. I'm not asking them to. In your hauler, you just have two crossover pipes. One goes to the cooler, one doesn't. If I don't run NTPA, put the other crossover in. I leave the ice and water out of it. Down the track, I go have fun. And then when I go to PPL, I change out one pipe and then pour the stuff back in it and turn it on. 
you know. Yeah, that's fair. Seems reasonable. Reasonable and easy to me. To me. I don't know. That's the that's my piece on the intercooler part. Yeah. Yes, I agree. From someone who knows, because they have one. I uh, don't believe that they do for Super Farm. No. 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 I don't think so, no. No, I don't think they have intercoolers for anything. Any class. Well, it might be allowed in Super Stock, but no one uses one. At least on a diesel. Yeah. Alcohol guy. Alcohol guys, some do, yes. I don't know if they but, do it now. I, mean, I guess I'm, I'm talking on a turn there on that one, but right. And Doug, Doug just made the comment that I was about to make that I mean, outlaw. Those rules don't really cross over to outlaw anyway because outlaw runs us three six. Yeah, it's a totally different deal. So yeah, I get that yep. for sure. Which brings us into the next point for the next rule submission. This is one actually I could see potentially getting passed or at least the the existing language getting modified it's just looking for clarification on exactly how turbochargers are going to get measured we've all heard the stories the last couple of years now at least of, of the clover leaf intakes and all this the, the games that are being played and, and rightfully so they the manufacturers and the competitors all looked at the rule book and said how can i get around this and they found a pretty cool way I, i'm not going to deny yeah. that they did yeah. um so if we're going to define a certain size then a a spec for concentricity around the, the axial point of the shaft of the turbo itself needs to probably be up. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but you know what I'm getting at to define what a circle is and how to measure it and, and get away from single point or, or, or dual opposing point and otherwise do whatever you want with a sling. You know, you climb a slug in there. Okay. It doesn't fit in. You're legal. Meanwhile, you know, 350 of the 360 degrees are way outside spec of size. Sure. Somebody thought of it. Yeah, in many cases, did. My thoughts on page one. Uh, now we get to super stocks. I <laughs> there's three proposed rules, <laughs> and the only thing I wrote next to all three is simply no. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was for OEM head bolt locations, and I already saw it uh, somewhere up in Colin weighed in. Colin, Colin's waiting on that one. No, it's it's super stock. It's supposed to be the ultimate of this this time this kind of thing. If you can move them around and figure out a better mousetrap, go ahead and do it. Um, testing the water and fuel, don't care. Super stock again, and then uh, the points thing. Fifty percent of hooks to be eligible for end of year points payout. Whatever money left in points when split between eligible vehicles evenly. That's 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 kind of like a welfare for the survivors, and I don't like the idea. Mm-hmm. And it's it brought up. Healthcare. It's brought up in several different, yeah. there were several it different is. mentions of, of a, a riff on that. And no, yeah. no, I'm not. It's never been a thing, and I'm not really a fan of it being a thing, uh, going forward. Minis, um, their first one. That this is another one that actually I really, really like and would like to see implemented, not just as a mini rule, but as a general rule. Um, all drivers need to have a medical card information on hand or submitted to the entry trailer prior to that in case of an on-track emergency. I would maybe streamline that a little bit and say it's a component of your membership application. It goes in with your driver app. And that oh, way yeah. it's just across, I'd all like across all classes like that. I do like that one. Yeah. Yeah. No issue there. 
Uh, there, there appears to be a lack of consensus within the class itself, though, because the next two is one saying consensus says leave the hitch at 13 inches. Next rule <laughs> proposal says make it 12 and a half. Well, I, I think they cancel each other out and nothing happens. That's kind of my gut, what that one's going to turn yep. into. Um, I'm not going to go through all these line by line either. Um, there's a bunch here in the mini group that uh, I just don't see them passing. They're not going to change blower overdrives. Um, safety that's- device on the, the hook point for the sled. There's some out there already, so maybe that could be a thing, but that's going to be handled with NASOA, I think, more so than the NTPA. Really. Yeah. Um, choice of tire, I do agree with. There should be options out there because they don't last, they don't live. So I'm fine with that rather than go into a spec tire because spec tires are like spec turbos. As soon as the second you do it, they become a lot more expensive and limited in supply. Yep. Yep. Times we've seen that happen. What do you think about this uh, uh, training wheels mini rod program? I, I think you just I think you signed the death warrant for your class. I just I don't see it working. Um, we've seen young drivers come in, and I'll I'll use Grant Theobald as a case in point. Comes in, and he shows he can handle it. Yep. Yeah. So you're going to tell a kid with his experience and his ability to do that that he you can't come drive one? And no, you got to go back to small block for, for two more years. Yeah. Uh, it's you not kick everybody's ass over there, and then you can come up and, and run with the big guys. Because there's guys who have been driving these things for how long and turn them over. It's just yep. it's the nature of that class. I don't, I don't see that one being passed, and I don't. Not to go for the low-hanging fruit and the cheap shot against NTPA, but they're not going to turn down the, the possibility of that, N, that that new member coming in. No. I tell them, no. oh, no, you got to go back and, you know, go play with Legos for, for a couple more years before we'll let you do this. It's not going to happen. Just not. Just not. Um, another one I said no to was the uh, no more scheduling of afternoon mini-rock classes. Well, aren't you just so precious? <laughs> everybody else has got to pull on the hard shit and the desperate son and i i know there's been some events i will directly point at the rockwell afternoon session yeah track fell apart it was garbage it was awful for you guys it cost a bunch of you a lot of money and tires Mm -hmm. i I get it i do get it i'm not totally insensitive to the idea but come on you're the only one who doesn't have to Mm, no no nope everybody has to take a little pain plus we like shooting mini rods in the afternoon because sunlight uh, they are. I mean, so just saying, it's way more fun to shoot during the daylight. As much as that class, particularly at Rockwell, really sucked to be a competitor of, and and really as an announcer, I, I gotta, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't enjoy it very much. Regardless of my personal knowledge of you guys as competitors and friendships with you, and, and knowing what the the pain level was for you, I do have to say that if I take my set down the microphone and, and turn off my friendship hat and pick my camera up. I would have to say that the dust flying images that came out of that session were bitching. It right. looked cool. It showed what was really going on. It, it was a display of power through visual that you just don't ordinarily get to see anymore. You, if you go back and watch old video from the eighties, you sure do. But uh, it's, it's a new thing to do that in 2023 and see it. Yeah, I would agree. The, Everybody takes their lumps. Sorry, many yeah. guys and girls, you got to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ryan, Ryan DeBro hasn't seen the sunlight in eight years. Oh, he was with his truck. <laughs> it, yeah, Polish Championship. When we told him they weren't last, he was like, "What, really?" Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's there's a couple different proposals as far as head restraint and and whatnot. Um, a suggestion for requiring the Hans. Hans is designed for fore and aft really motion. It's not really for the lateral side to side, which is really the thing in minis. Um, if you wear one, fine. I'm not going to tell you not to. Uh, but you know, some people we I think know. The more do, important thing would be is is foam in the cage, isn't it? Well, so I have a different thought on that as well. Now, I'm all for padding in the cage, whether it be a, the actual ISP lateral head pads or or just any you know damn pool noodle something. But I would rather kind of prefer the padded containment seat because I want your head to get to something that's going to start attenuating your motion before you get to the cage. You know, putting padding on the cage is like, you know, going out in a race car and hoping you hit the pillow that's taped to the wall. By the time you get there, okay, it's going to be less painful, but it's still going to hurt. Right. It's still bumper bowling with yeah. your melon. You get with your melon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could probably, you know, hold my face the same way as a bowling ball, but, you know, I really don't want to try it and then throw it against a <laughs> damn SFI cage. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what goes on through through the minis. I think they're probably the class that has certainly a lot that they're collectively concerned with or, or on about. And we'll get to some more. There's some more actually later that I, I think it winds up in more of the, the regional and state level stuff, but it, it would apply across the board, and we'll get to those. There's There are some more proposals there as far as many goes, but um, we'll just keep with the uh, – Continuity's sake, running down through the sheet. We get to, we get the modifieds. Couple proposals there as far as the the turbines go, particularly, and I feel like we can attach a name to both of these proposals. Uh, we definitely can to the first one. You know, they in the way they word it, you know, it's the Bargies who wrote it because they reference their finishing position at Bowling Green. Um, I don't I don't have a problem with it. If there's a the NTPA has a real culture thing about uh, the hair dryers and have had since the early 2000s when particularly Dave Snyder blew up a couple of them rather spectacularly and violently. And it's been a very touchy subject and something that where they're licensed and the only way to bring a new one in is you got to buy somebody's license or buy the tractor itself and then bring it back. Yeah, it's just a thing. I'd like to see turbines be a competitive alternative again. They definitely get the crowd's attention. They sure do, and it's something different. It's... So it's fun to go to Ohio State hooks for that reason because there's a lot of them. It's just yeah. a chance to see something different. Um, and out here, I mean, out here we've got we've got a bunch of them too. You know, yeah, singles, twins, and they they run yeah. in either the light mod or the or the outlaw mod. We see them all the time. They put on a great show. And yep. I mean, the guys from Illinois, that ITPA light mod class. My goodness, that's yeah. that's that's rowdy. That's fun. It is. It is. The second one is also in reference to turbines, but it's there's no actual specific recommendation. And in the way this is worded, I'm pretty sure it's the Walsh's who submitted it. Um, just wanting to try to find a way for their three to be in the NTPA. And again, I'm all for it. The nice tractors, I want to see them over here too, doing in, in addition to what they do on PPL. Um, but how to integrate them, especially the one with the the, uh, the four aces, because there are the TD12s, I think, are what they are. 
are so different like than, than anything else that has been or or is uh, running anywhere else. Where you know where do you set the spec to make the equivalent? I don't. The guy who really understood the hair dryers is no longer the tech director at NTPA because Larry did know these things forwards, yep. backwards, inside out. He knew them. So I, I don't know where it goes. I, I but I I am behind the idea that they get something um, to be in there and have some fun. No reason not to. Next one gets pretty deep into the wedge engines. Um, it's pretty specific. The thing about it is it's it's going for a wedge head engine at 650 cubic inches and towards the bottom somewhere down here, you know, there's a statement that, well, it'll it'll bring more guys who are sitting by the sides into, into the modified class. I don't know where anybody's running a 650 blower motor. And when's yeah. the last time you saw a big chief on the track? Well, they are right. I think actually they are. Uh, well, they. I think they're actually. Big chiefs are allowed. They're just pretty restricted in terms of overdrive. But yeah, nobody's nobody's running them. I'm, I'm I'm fine with opening up another engine style, but to make the case that there's tractors out there that would show up immediately if you pass this, there isn't. There's there's no 650 blower motors that I know about. You know, 557s all day, everywhere. Trip over them. But. Yep. What about, uh, does, and nobody runs them in that, like, Ohio State, that run no. with sprung big swinging dick contest, is there? No. Not that or, I know. Oh, in the mod, is that still a 557? You, no. Ohio State Supermod, I think they're they're a 500 cap. Okay. And they're a 500 cap. I, I'm, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. That's fine. Yeah, somebody throw it in the comments. If, if I think they're a 500 and 871 supercharger. And then when you go down to Kentucky with their stretch wheelbase um, super mods down there, they're a 500 with a 671. They run tiny blowers. So, yeah, if, if somebody chimes in on that one, we'll, we'll address it for sure. I'll keep an eye out for it. And then, yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, joining in with us tonight and, follow along and throw comments in there. I, I don't, sorry, I'm not good about looking over there all the time and seeing what's being said. Um, but then it's my show. I'll decide. Oh, uh, we get to light pro. Um, I guess the first, the, the first couple is, uh, you know, the, the no, no recast aftermarket fuel pumps and, you know, 7,100 or P3,000. I'm pretty sure that's already a rule anyway. So that's fine. Um, couple different proposals to limit the intake side of the turbocharger i really don't like the idea they've already capped the exhaust wheel just leave it alone um anytime we see you know both sides be inspecting the chargers they just get they get stupid they, they just do go ask a super farm puller and heck a bunch of you guys used to be one you know you, you know you want to go play that game where you're spending four thousand dollars every four months to go find seven horsepower why why I don't see it. Why? A um, couple different proposals in there as well about uh, the tires. Um, max 48 lugs on tires. No Mitos tires. That's already a rule. I mean, no need to propose it. It's already there. Um, Is that rule across the board with, with 24 fives? Yeah. Like lug, only, like only lug count and... Anything below pro stock is lug counted. And I guess I'd have to check on the Mitos thing. If there, I think Mitas actually might be allowed, but the forty-eight lug thing—that's that's already there. 
That's you... a standard for everything below pro stock. Yes, um, that okay. was. One of the... I wasn't. I wasn't sure, and that's that's why yeah. I was. It dates back to I think last December. That was uh, that came. That one came out when there was some, or maybe it, maybe it would have been in, leading into Farm Show. I don't remember exactly when. You can, it is it is in the NTPA tech section on their website that when that came about. Um, it was kind of when the, the I guess the new Mitas was out, and there was some concern about them being over a certain spec uh, in terms of size. So, uh, OSTPA Supermod five seventy five and fourteen seventy one. Interesting. I didn't I didn't think they were fourteens, but. That sounds like two-wheel drive. 575 and 14s, Gordon. That sounds like two-wheel drive, not super mod. But anyway, uh, this one, uh, here's here's the fun one when it comes to Light Pro. And really, this is going to extend to every class. If you go back and listen to old shows, I am very consistent about a reflexive pushback on classes not necessarily being component if they don't have to be because you got plenty of iron out there that isn't and is competing right now just fine y'all have done warn me the hell out i don't give a fuck anymore you want, you want a damn component radio flyer wagon we'll fucking build one i don't i just i i you know what i want to give it to you so that on social media and in pit conversations and on pulloff.com, y'all just shut the fuck up about it. I'm done. I'm worn out. I don't care anymore. Have a component. Fuck off. I, I just, I don't care. I'm done. You do you. <laughs> you do you. No one's that's making gonna, a one. And if you want one, have one. That's going to be you your new shirt. Component. Walking you around the pits. You get a component. I don't give a shit. I'm done. <laughs> Look how loud I have to yell. <laughs> I'm tired of reading that shit. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You want to do it, do it. You think there's a place? Do you, you think there's like a place where it's where it's not necessary? Ass, you don't like it, or where you, where where the argument is kind of superfluous? Yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's dumb for it's probably dumb for like 95 Hot Farm. It's probably I'm gonna say it's probably dumb for Light Limited Super. There's 120 of them across the country just fine without it um but anything yeah, super fire is probably not even really necessary either but i'm just at a point where i don't care do it just right. do it i don't have to fucking listen to it anymore oh and by the way i cannot wait for these things to be legal in all these classes i want to find i i would i just i just as a little extra mm, to all of you who advocated so vehemently for it under safety and movable weight and all this other, whatever other excuse you want to attach to it i can't wait for the wait time at angler to get one to extend to like seven fucking years for you yep okay here you go have one you'll yeah, be waiting everybody for can have, yeah everybody can have a you know components are legal and suddenly angler grows 900 million gray hairs in like four minutes because he knows that he's never going to be able to go to no. sleep again no Sorry, guys, I'm out of the tractor pulling business. I'm only building sprint car fuel injectors now. See ya. That's right. Mm-hmm. Here's it's been great. <laughs> and how you know all the and it go there's it just keeps going and going and going. How do we equate them to egg to the component versus I in like here? This this is one this is one of those rules where it's trying to do that. And my note in the margin is IDC. I don't care. Don't care. Done. If you want components, have one. Just have one. 
Last one. Is for the it a smart? Paper. Is it a smarter move? Is this is this a way to hedge your bets? Though, because if if we get another, you know, if somebody wads one up, remember when Jimmy Williams did that with the Green Max? Yeah, yeah. Remember how? I, I mean, that thing folded in on itself, oh, yeah. and it's you know, it. and and I don't know that that was, you know, I mean, no, that's not necessarily, you know, component related. But no, and I'm, if, I'm stretching my memory to remember too the way it was designed. If it had a, if it was a bell housing forward frame rail, if it was full link back to the axle, which can do the same thing. If you know, if one of right. those folds, it folds. What well, doesn't know, it doesn't know what rear ends in behind it. Yeah, but my and my, I guess my point is that if we get to a point where somebody wads something up and you know rolls a light limited sixty three thousand times down the track, and you know whatever happens, happens. Once SFI gets involved and your chassis needs to get certified again, I mean, they're going to start. I mean, it's like OSHA coming in and auditing a business. Right. right. You know, I mean, they don't stop at, all right, well, this, this, yeah, this looks okay. You know, it's, it's not going to be Uncle Marv or Uncle Larry inspecting cages no. anymore. No. No. You know, and I'm not saying that those guys didn't know what they were doing and don't know what they're doing. I'm sure they do. And then but, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what rules you try to get people to stay off the side to come in. They just, they still won't do it. Yeah. Right. And then you get, but yeah, you get somebody, you know, you get SFI involved and suddenly they can't look at that widget right freaking there. And that widget that, that meets the specification, you're good to go because yep. they're going to do, they're going to do the whole can of worms. They're going to go, you know, stem to stern. And then there's going to be a lot of things that aren't going to pass, you know, and that's, you know, not any slam to any one builder or any puller or whatever, but time takes its toll on some of this stuff. And it, and some of it's old metal. You heat yeah. it, you cool it, you heat it, you cool it, you throw it in a trailer and you haul it 11 bajillion miles a year. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that stuff's going to weaken. And now it's like, all right, well, Mr. Puller, I'm sorry, but the SFI can't. You know, we can't certify this. You got to park it until you get it fixed. Well, yeah. now what? So if we, it's so, is the idea of allowing components is that may maybe hedging that bet a little bit and maybe getting getting out ahead of it? I would tend to say yes. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a motorsport, and and every other kind that has tires, and even some that don't, handmade frames have been a thing since forever. Why? why what are we clinging to? And to Todd Whipple's point, trying to keep it affordable, I get that. But again, it's you know the argument has been thrown around so many times that you know you, well, no one's forcing you to build one. And I used to, like I said, I railed against it. It was some kind of a principle that I was standing on, and I don't know why. And I held to it for seven or eight years, and I'm just I'm just done. I'm tired. I don't I don't care anymore. I'm done. I, I'm sick and tired of the the back and forth and the bickering and and all the the bullshit. And then really, I'm just at this point. Stop whining. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. So moving on then. Yeah, moving on. Uh, there, here's here's a bizarre one that is part of the light pro. Before we leave them alone, <laughs> uh, eliminate any exhaust turbine wheel with less than ten blades. Who? Okay. Who's who's the bastard who's got to go around and check all that shit and sit there and count them? And who right. gives a shit? I don't. I don't know. I don't know where that. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? I mean, if there's a, I mean, if there's a, a tech reason or, or or whatnot, throw it in the comments. No, I want my, I want, I want my six blade, six o power stroke whistly woo sound. That's right. Wu Tang War whistles for the win. 
Wu-Tang War Whistles for the win. Yeah. Anyway, enough of the light pros for right now. Um, uh, let's do hit one more. Let's hit one more point. What do you think of that whole yeah. lock in for three years? Oh, I'm fine with that. Uh, we do that here locally. I've got no issues with that. That's one. a thing. Yeah, that's okay. a that's a thing. That's been a thing in Thumbs Rulebook. Um, gosh, I've been around them for 17, 18 years. It's always been a thing. I I have no problem with that one. I actually like that one. You you pass mm-hmm. something. This safety rules are excluded from that, of course, but a competition yep. rule. It's locked for three years, no change, and I'm totally good with that. Huh? I would, I would like to see that one across the board everywhere. It, it really would be helpful, I think. <laughs> yeah, <I'm good laughs> Hopkins call uh, Hopkins <laughs> called it like he sees it. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, so where are we where are we going from here then? We've we've um, got like eight pages of of light pro back and forth and yeah, I'm done with those. We do go into some there's some there's some member state stuff. None of those really jumped out at me that were even worth talking about necessarily. Um, two six stuff and two six. Yeah, this goes on. It's a complete proposal to bring in two point six trucks uh, to be NTPA. Um, I guess on one level, I kind of kind of sit there and say, well, why do we need another class? But I, it would be something that's going to be like a state or regional level. And it's an established class. There's plenty of trucks out there. PPL has it. It's a part of the ladder for the diesel truck class. And they've done a good job yep. with I don't The rule, the way I read through that, it looks to be lockstep with what everybody else is doing. I don't really have a problem with it. If, bring it. Fine. Bring it. I'm good with it. Yeah. But you damn well better not tint your windows. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Don't you dare. That's right. You look cool. Uh-uh, you can't pull. <laughs> I don't recall asking your opinion. Sorry, you get it anyway. <laughs> One of the services I offer. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Uh, we go into super stock diesel 4 by 4 trucks. A um, couple different, actually quite contradictory points, specifically relevant to Bowling Green. Um, and the first one is giving equal show of points to all pre-committed competitors has been to all previous events in the season. Well, I, I, where are we not giving equal show of points? I guess is my first question. Is, is that really a thing? And then only give points to those pre-committed running for points. Well, go pull up the Bowling Green results on the website and you will find that Todd Dugan finished in 21st spot. He was last of the runners in one of the sessions um, out of the 21 trucks. He was credited with 14th place for points because there's a bunch of non-licensed trucks ahead of him getting zeros. We, we already do it. That's already a thing. Um, but then after we are, get done arguing about points, the next two proposals are just to make BG a non-points event and let them just run for the ring. Well, no. No. I kind of thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's a point suck. I, don't, I guess I don't, know where, I don't know where the upset is here because it's already been addressed. Why would you want to take? I, I don't know why you'd want to take it out for being a point hook to begin with. No, like, I don't. What's, know. what's the draw for it being not a point hook? I mean, I guess if you, if I think you're, it's because there's so because there's you know seven trucks that weren't running Grand National points who showed. I think that's probably the, what they're driving at here. Right, but they, they weren't. They didn't take but, points away from anybody. Right, exactly. But the, only they, the only thing they could have done is potentially make a run down the track ahead of you. 
and somehow and screw up the track for you. Yeah, screw up the track for you. I don't know. You know the the no points thing. The only way that the only memory I can think of where someone would say, "Okay, I, I'm think this is the line I'm thinking of," and I'm not saying this is what they're where they're coming from on it, but they must be thinking back to the 1990s when everybody still went to Bowling Green, but it was TNT, and then for a while it was U.S. Hot Rod Association, but everybody still pulled NTPA. So okay, it was run for the ring, no points. Um, but that's those days are gone. It's been NTPA since I think they came back as either 99 or 2000, and it's been there ever since, and they're not leaving. They should probably throw in there they can't pull in the middle of the afternoon too if they're going to be do that. Yeah, yep, I know. That's yep, just, yep, yeah, shouldn't do that's that. Awesome. No, no, shouldn't do no. that. No pull offs either. No, nope. no, no. Got to have eighty seven lugs on the tire. It's specifically eighty seven, and I want you to shave the left side off of one of them. Yep. Just because it'll look funny. Because it'll look funny. This is this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna detour here for a minute to something that was in the comments to your post about the show coming back, Ryan. About the uh, I yeah. tried to go and find it. I couldn't. I, I couldn't I have, find the list. I know I have it, and I'm not gonna take the time to find it tonight. It'll save it for another night. But one of the funniest rules that's in there, and it was I have to credit Andrew Armstead for coming up with it. I think it's absolutely hilarious, and this would apply to super stock diesel trucks at Bowling Green as well. Tire pressures on all four corners are to be mandated. And they'll be mandated by a certain spec for the session that is to be determined by a four-year-old girl in the crowd. And oh, by the way, orange will be an enforceable pressure. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. They had some other suggestions. The, the rest of the rules, I I, I still can't read them without falling off of my chair. No, they're they're hilarious. They are hilarious. It's it's it. We'll get those out for a future show, and I think it's I worth it. Was visiting. A, I I think it, it it definitely is, especially if we can get a good show around farm stock. <laughs> I think that's why we built that set of rules. Uh huh. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Um, the rest of their proposals, when they came out of their class, really had nothing to do with the class itself. It has more to do with the show operation, and I don't really have a problem with any of them necessarily. Uh, they want to go back to bingo balls for random draw. Probably not going to happen. Uh, NTPA official run the scales, so somebody knows what's up. An NTPA worker doing lineups. Somebody in the hot pit area shepherding stuff. Oh, great! It's a great sentiment, but also sounds like sounds like a volunteer. Yeah. You want, you want something to do? Come on, do it. Because I mean, people wearing those NTPA shirts aren't just falling off trees. And same as PPO or Outlaw or any other show I go to, there's always right. one. Every event I go to, there's always one job where. Whatever it is, you know, I feel like I get approached by somebody with the organization because I'm the one holding the microphone. Hey, can you announce we can get somebody to just come do X? There's always that one spot. I mean, if you're going to put it out there, sounds like a volunteer. Or it's another position to be paid to be compensated yeah. appropriately. If you're going to have NT, if you're going to demand that NTPA does it or PPL or outlaw or whatever, someone's got to pay for it. Where's that money going to come from? At right. the end of the day, come out of the purse. Yeah. No, I get Andy's point. I disagree with him, but I get his point. That Gerbaugh guy doesn't know what he's talking about anyway. Ideas are welcome, but make sure you gets into them. he gets into the he gets into the sauerkraut and he just loses all <laughs> sensibility. <laughs> uh 
uh, so that's it for the the super stock. And we go into uh, NTPA rules. It's kind of more general stuff. Um, the big one that I think there's been a lot of discussion about, particularly across multiple platforms, has to do with the the bell housings. Um, there's there was a requirement to take effect for 2024. Is actually it's not up for discussion in this. It was passed last year that they are now all going to have to be recertified. And I didn't actually print that change to know on what sort of uh, cyclical basis that needs to take place. But um, there's a lot of up in arms about uh, uh, time to get it done and cost to get it done and whatever else. And and that the NTPA stamp on it's no longer going to apply. Now it has to be an SFI sticker and we're back to, we're back to accountability on a safety item. Um, I, I stand trackside as do these other two guys quite a lot. I kind of want you to have your bell housings checked. I don't care if you've never exploded a flywheel in one or ripped a bolt out of it. I don't give a shit. I want it checked. I want to know that it's right. good. I don't want to eat a clutch. Uh, no. Bad things. Bad things. So in the, in the, uh, the real changes there, I like the, uh, the portion that clarify tire size as follows. And they said, uh, when mounted at day of the event, inflated to five PSI. But yet earlier in the mini rods, I think it was, weren't they talking 10 PSI up there? Um, no, it wasn't. Well, it might've been for a mini specific one, but there was also one of the state proposals. I think that. Didn't oh, member state. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. Member state yeah. measuring at 10 P- T- PSI. Yeah. And I know there's a bunch of people who are, Engine engine nerds who want to then say, oh, 10 PSI at what air temperature? And it's different, you know, pre, you know, depending on how hot it is, 10 PSI. Then you fucking check them. You, fuck, you fucking do it. Yeah. You know, again, where's the line? How much work are you going to create for the tech inspectors to do this? Right. Yeah, I want mine checked when it's, you know, nice and cold out and not very humid and yada 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 i want yours checked the hottest damn day of the year when it's when when we're all dripping with sweat well it could be yeah. difference between or the other way around i'm not sure which way the advantage would go i'm not uh, engineered yeah well it'd be you know difference of 8 a.m versus 2 p.m you yeah. know i was waiting in line to get mine checked and the left side one was in the sunshine and now it's a half inch out of spec well then load it in the trailer and go home i don't know what to tell you loser yeah i know there's uh, yeah and tires tires and tire checking especially 24 fives that's i know that's always a a a big deal yeah you know and i know there's some people um, i know there's some people who are watching tonight who have you know felt the burn of that yeah and you know i don't i don't know what the answer is there i i think it has to be you know, we can't check all 48 sets no. of tires at noon on a Tuesday. No. You know, you know something's you know, there's going to have to be some sort of compromise and some sort of understanding that best efforts will be made. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I don't think anybody's advocating that this is like every event they're checking these. I don't, they wouldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, there's we, no way. My, my hometown fair is a region two show, right? And we had, I think, two guys from NTPA running on Tim Fortin and Sean Benjamin doing what doing the tech that they could do. They're not checking tires. They would not have had time to do that. It's not going to happen. You know, so there's, there's a certain practicality that needs to play into some of this as well. 
But yeah, um, interesting one that's actually in that same set. Uh, clarify this situation. If you're interested and you, and you arrive at the pole facility after your class has started, are you allowed to compete and receive points or not? I think NTPA generally shuts down registration when the show begins. However, if you're already registered and you come in late, I don't know that I've ever seen them turn somebody away. In fact, I've, there's been certain instances where the word filters to the announcer and they play up the fact. Like, hey, this guy literally just dropped the ramps. He's got like two minutes to get out here. He's warming it up as he's coming through the staging. Let's see what he can make happen. It's kind of a cool story um, when that happens, I think. I'd not not advoc- On behalf of your registrars and whatnot and secretaries of your various organizations, I'm not suggesting you make this a habit. Please don't. <laughs> Amy was going to murder you through the screen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure she will. I will kill you is the face I have seen on many a secretary in that situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kill you until you are dead. Kill you until you are dead. Uh-huh. The, uh, I do kind of think, wasn't there, I swear there was a rule, though. Maybe it was. Maybe it's a PPL thing where if you weren't on the oh, is grounds. It, Chris, is this you? Did you do this? <laughs> is, that what, is that what that means? <laughs> um, but if you, I swear it's if you get there after your class has started, you're ineligible to to yeah take points. And I, think, I mean, I guess yeah. you can you can run it down the track, but I don't think you're supposed to take points. Maybe it's, maybe it's a PPL thing. Yeah, well, I know we ran into that at uh, PPL show there last year. I think it was they were coming from another poll. And didn't realize the poll, the PPL show was going to go so quick, type of thing. And they, you know, already registered on their way. But, and, uh, and I don't remember if they showed up, them guys showed up at the same time as the class started or if it was after it started. I don't remember. A couple of tractors but, have gone through. Yeah. Yeah. But so. I see, I see pros and cons of both sides of it on that one. Right. You know, I'd, I'd hate to, you know, you, you, we get in a situation where, yeah, you got some guy on the way there and, you know, he has a damn blowout or whatever on the hauler. It's not his fault, you know. He's right. Got to get it fixed to be safe and be there. And you know, he's making yeah. the effort and might be in the points or whatever. I hate to inclu- exclude somebody on those grounds. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, uh, continuing on, um, we get to a section actually that's uh, you know referred to as 2024 rules and safety concerns. Uh, first part though is competition rules, and it's kind of rehashes some of the other stuff. It goes through some more proposals for light pro, you know, chargers sizing and the tire thing again, and specifically no component chassis. I'm really, it goes to component then again. Really kind of kind of interested to see what happens here. I think uh, I think there really is maybe a tide going in this direction that that's something maybe for light pro only, but that it might change this weekend. I don't know. Really don't have a don't have a feel for it or a finger on the pulse there. I presume you're not getting up at the butt crack at dawn to be down there to you know press your ear against the door and listen. Um, I mean, I don't have anything else to do. I could. I certainly could. Well, you're our man on the street. Thanks. We got a well, we got a guy for that. Yeah, and well, beyond that, I've got guys for that as well. I mean, there's I got plenty of people who will give me the dope once because they're going to be in it um, themselves as as members anyway. 
scores. Um, Sidetrack could do a special live know. stream. Yeah. Live from Enderly. Yeah. Live you from go in there and get everything you wanted out of them. No, fuck you. Get away from me. <laughs> can you do it? Can you do it in the uh, crocodile? You know, the old Aussie crocodile guy like Cranky sitting in the back row here. We're just starting to talk about <laughs> the component chassis. <laughs> uh, that would be uh, that'd be something. That would be something. Thank you, media. What yep. are the um, skipping down just a little bit? What are the ramifications of um, uh, dropping semis to sixteen thousand pounds? What happens I was, there? I was going to ask. I, didn't, I was going to call Ryan, but I didn't have a chance to get to him. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what the guys in the class think themselves as well. I it, that was another one kind of like I'd lump this in with the pro stock, you know, uh, suggestion to drop five hundred pounds off them. I don't know that I hate this one. I guess I would have to have the guys in the class tell me they don't like it. Um, I don't know that I got a problem with it. Or maybe it doesn't have to go all the way to sixteen, but you know, take something off of them. I, it's fine. I do know as we're getting higher horsepower, it's it's a lot of weight for them guys to be carrying around on the sleds going down the road. Yeah, pretty much anywhere that the the Grand National category runs at any rate. Uh, the only reason they get away with it is because there's two sleds there or the NTPA. Like people don't realize this, the NTPA trailer it's it's pulled by a Volvo Toter home, and on behind the sleeper of the Toter home, there's two weights there. Right. For this scenario, just so they they're on site and available, should a sled need one, because the sled can't bring it itself. Yeah. Does the DOT have a business meeting tomorrow morning where we can pitch our case? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Good well, luck with that one. I I, li- I live in the only state where actually, well, no, that's not even necessarily true here either because of the the per axle rules. Um, you'd have to have like a some way to put a subframe or a Jeep in front of the, the sled itself between that and the, the truck or have some sort of, some sort of swing arm axle at the back or whatever. Yeah. You know, we can here in Michigan anyway. Yeah, fine. We can go, you know, as much as 164,000 pounds, no permit, no problem. Yep. Um, it's just the, can you get the axle you space? Gotta have eight axles. Yeah. To not be over per axle to do it. Uh, just, yep. it just becomes a problem when you cross that state line and then now it's a thing. Right. Like I, that's actually a conversation I've had specifically about thumb sled itself um it's a it's a class six sled and there is a finite limit to it because it's just a little bit on the short side versus some of the class eight sleds and it doesn't spread the axles out enough to be able to throw more weight on the truck you just can't they're they're kind of limited out so that's why it stays what it is it works good for us we don't have really any like crazy high horsepower classes we don't necessarily need it but it's just you know it is it is a thing why we're on the sled topic real quick i guess we'll get sidetracked but I wonder how much weight difference is on the new sled with having a longer pan. That's a good question. Um, it's funny because I I was talking to uh, I had dinner last night with with Mick and Christine Broughton and we talked about the new the red sled and you know some of the four wheel drive guys I guess don't like it um, because I guess it is a little bit heavier and hard to get away with get off the line. Um, at uh, I guess at Wasion it was there, but four wheel drives hooked the green sled because they they don't like the new one interesting yeah oh i would have thought that would have been a little bit easier to come out with type of thing yeah breaking news and my son actually he called me while i was at the farm bureau meeting earlier tonight to tell me this um near passes are retiring they're getting out of the sled game 
Jeff Story has bought them. So they're staying in Michigan. He got them all. And Christian is over the moon. He's, I'm going to run a sled next year. Uh, he's, he's all pumped. And to be honest, uh, depending on how the schedule works out, you never know. You might find me in the seat of one of them, too, <laughs> on occasion. So that'll be fun. We'll get you a wireless mic from inside the sled. I've done it before at a thumb hook once or twice. I did the whole class at, God, years and years and years ago, I did an entire class from inside the sled with Jim. Hmm. I have done that. I think you've even you've even done uh haven't you even done a little bit of um uh didn't you call a show or call a pass where where Mike while you were making a making a hit on like um, else? No, it wasn't anything high horsepower. It was a it was a six farm tractor. I forget whose it was I was driving that night. I think it might have been Gary Heberling's. It was an old Gary Baker built four twenty one cube M in a five mile an hour class. I had my wireless mic, so I'm talking the whole time I'm driving out on the track and backing up the sled. I'm talking on the mic, and once I had the thing tightened up and got the green flag, I just I clicked it back off, shoved it in my belt, in my belt, in my back, blazed down through there, and picked it back right up at the end. Uh, that was kind of fun. I think I wound up fourth out of like 18 that night doing that. It's kind of like the uh, question we get a lot, you know, you know, NFL's got some, you know, helmet mics and stuff like that where you can hear some of that it'd be i know it's probably not family rated show but it would be kind of interesting to hear some of that stuff that goes on yeah and to be honest like i was actually so i had the night i drove jim's mod i had the gopro on my helmet and so you can pretty much from the, the long cut version of it you can hear everything i ever said the whole entire time and um once the engine was started until i shut it off i never said a word you don't hear one thing come out of me and it was mounted to my helmet. If I said something, you would have heard it. Yeah. No, 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 no screaming bloody murder. No fuck. Yeah. At the end, nothing. I didn't say a word. I was just concentrating on the job at hand. Yeah. It'd be still entertaining though. I mean, you think of like people's first passes, you know, nerves going up to the, to the starting line, good pass, whatever. Just, I don't know. It'd be a different view of pulling. That'd be kind of fun to see. Oh yeah, no doubt, and I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a lot of very interesting things. I've I know there's people who they're they're talking to the competition vehicle the entire way down the track. I mean, they're having a conversation with it. Mm-hmm. I know what goes on. Lots um, of those words are not words that they would use in front of their mother. Uh, no, 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 definitely not. Nor should they. Nor should they. Nor should they. Uh, we're getting into some general rules. We're getting down to it. We'll, I promise we're, uh, we're an hour into this thing, so I don't want to keep dragging this out too much longer. Um, because there are a couple other things we would definitely want to hit on. We're going to blow away our one hour show commitment. That's fine. Welcome back. Yeah. It's show number 100. We're going to talk until we're tired. There you go. Uh, another specific thing about, uh, many tires and, and whatnot. Um, all I wrote next to is I don't see it passing. Not that there's anything wrong with the proposal. I just don't see it passing. Uh, lug count lug count stuff for them and um, justifications for why uh, it, lug count and sizing. One that is interesting, and I guess I didn't realize this was different, and it's just asking for a clarification. I guess on the cubic inch formulas, regardless of class, um, the tractor classes are allowed, I guess, 1% whereas trucks are not, and I guess they're looking for a clarification. Is like, is this going to be across the board, allow 1% on whatever the spec is, or just say 
nope, it is what it is. Um, I guess I don't care what the answer is, but I think it should be the same across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not picky on it, what you decide. Uh, a really very specific one about header rise after the bend. Um, it's not 1974 anymore where they got to have the four foot pipes on them and everything. So I don't, whatever, I don't care. As long as it's not a weed burner aimed at me. Right. Uh, a I was, spe- I was here's, curious. Here's, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was, well, was going to move on to the next one, but. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The next one, this one I actually wrote in caps, yes, next to. And it was to that that uh, five point harnesses and all roll cages had to have an SFI spec and, and be tagged and inspected. Yes, please, 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 please. In the grand scheme of thing, a set of belts is pretty cheap. Yeah, I want them to make sure. I want you to make sure they're good, and I want somebody else to make sure that they're good too. Because I don't mm-hmm. trust you fuckers. To be honest, you'll spend I don't care how many thousands of dollars on a brand new turbo, but the seat belts I I'll strap myself in with a Levi's belt. Okay, and make answer. sure they're tight. Oh. Make sure they're yeah. tight, not loose. Yeah. That yep. might be beating. That might be beating your head against the wall. Making sure that straps are tight doesn't matter how many wild rides we see. Yeah. And yeah, most but when there, you've got when you got guys telling you like how much of a difference it makes, type of thing for them being bounced around in the in the roll cage. Yeah. I don't know. Just be yeah, a general. They consensus. don't like the idea. They don't if they don't like the idea of even having a lap belt. Yeah. I mean, hearing it from you or me or or Billy Bob super stock puller is not going to change their minds. And there's a certain age group, and there's a certain and they all came up at the same time. You know, they yeah. that's not the way they were raised. The, you know, they were old school like that. They hated the fact that they had to have cages. I'm 81 years old and I'm in good shape, but I can't stand that bull. <laughs> there you go. Just like that. It's like you planned that. Yeah. I don't know. The, the few times I've been in something that had a roll cage on it, I wanted the belts. I wasn't comfortable until the belts were uncomfortable. I wanted yeah. them. Yeah. Just don't go don't go super duper overboard. Don't don't go Jaden Littman on your belt. She damn near asphyxiated <laughs> yeah, herself in yeah, Polish championship. That was a bit much. Yeah. yeah, don't go quite that far. That was a bit yeah. much. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need. Uh, I don't need the uh, the biggest guy on your uh, team to uh, like put his boot right in my chest and then crank him down. You know, like with a winch or something. <laughs> Come along, strap. You know, just just for it. <laughs> you ain't gonna move, son. Is it tight enough in there for you? <gasps> yeah. You just give the thumbs up because you can't you can't say words. <laughs> I just pictured Ryan reaching up there and grabbing on them and his feet come off the ground to make sure they're tight. Just <laughs> Yeah. I can't hang off of them. They ain't tight enough. Yeah. Unless I hear bones crack. Uh-uh. Um kill switch. Yeah. Um have you can have up to six minutes, no more. No less. Yeah. Why the arbitrary number? Um, I think the only thing I can think of with this is you know the standard is three. If it's if the switch is somehow damaged because of the sled or for whatever reason pulled it on you, and you can make the case that there was no reason for it to have or it was a malfunction, um, and it is a safety thing, 
you as the competitor didn't were not a contributor to that failure or that problem, I guess I'm okay with giving the extra three minutes to say, all right, if you can get it, you can get it fixed to get back out here and it functions right. And that's part of the, yeah. the new rules as well as that yeah. you fix it. It's got to be tested again. And that's, yeah. okay. that's okay. I I don't really, I, and that's, that was my note next to that one. I was like, okay, that's I'm, I'm fine with the way this is worded and I really don't have an issue with it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. I just thought that six minutes, I wondered if, if there was a book out there that says, you know, changing a turbo takes 37 minutes at sandwich. It takes four days everywhere else, but a kill switch takes six yeah. minutes, period. No, unfortunately, there is not the uh, Chilton manual for sled yes, pulling. Yes, exact, that's exactly, yeah, or the Haynes manual. Yeah. 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 Yep. I see skid plates have made their, uh, raised, raised their ugly head again. Yeah, I don't, I mean... What that's that one I'm kind of I didn't even write anything next to it. I was like whatever. It, if it passes, it passes. If it's if it's better, it's better. It's not. Yeah. I, I don't. It didn't really. I I there there's some specific reference to the skis not working necessarily in the minis, and that they bite in and can the weights can get to the ground before the ski does. Well, then I would tell you your skis are designed wrong. So, yeah. that's kind of my answer to that one. It doesn't seem like there's much. I mean, the, 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 there's a lot of detail that's missing here. I mean, uh, full one piece plate. Well, if I, I mean, does a sheet of heavy duty aluminum foil count as a plate? Carbon um, fiber. It's the one that comes off. It fiber? comes up. It Gavlar? comes off the. Comes off the bottom of a Rav Four. Don't worry about it. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. The foam, yeah, it's, it's like a that that plastic sheeting. Yeah, you know, they, they, Kyle Loftus will repeatedly drive his through puddles so he can supply you with a new one. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So what else? What else is in here? Um, uh, this this one this one pissed me off. This this next one, the points competition suggestion. Yeah, that's that's crap. I didn't. I've not read a really other than like the one sentence ones. I've not read a single rule proposal in full. I'm going to read this one. Um, section 11 points slash competition a points page 21 add rule 9 recommend adding rule that states if a GN licensed vehicle is not complete competed in at least 75% of scheduled sessions prior to August 1st of season then vehicle is no longer eligible to receive points in GN competition no no and I know what the counter the argument well the uh, reason eliminates a GN licensed vehicle from competing at a late season GN super national event and disrupt those licensed competitors who have participated the entire season up to that point and are competing for a points championship. This has never been a rule. Because you have survived and made it that far, there is no welfare system for you to continue to pursue your points championship. And in in, in counter-argument to that, if I come back for whatever reason after missing a handful of hooks and want to try to run you down, and my chosen way to run you down is not only to run my vehicle, but to buy a second one, and cram it in there and try to beat you with both and push you further down the points table. Well, good. My answer to this one is absolutely not. It shouldn't pass. And the answer to beating these people is to just fucking beat them. It is a competition. Remember that was the whole point. We're supposed to compete against one another. Go out and beat the fucking guy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the champion. Oh, why? Cause there was only two of you left. Who'd you beat? My flip side of that is if you missed 
you know, more than 75% of them in the first portion of the season, you come back to the end and you, you beat them then kudos hats off. Well yeah. done. Yeah. No, just go, go run the damn thing. Beat the people. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's some safety issue rules here that I didn't even write anything next to the exhaust wheel case. Fine. Um, fuel super stock oil pan burst device. Right. Fine. I don't, those burst panels, you're, you're going to build an aluminum pan and then tell them they got to put a burst panel in it. That's supposed to be the failure point. Well, the burst panel and what holds it to the oil pan might actually be stronger than the fucking pan. So I don't know what we did there. True. Mm-hmm. But what, whatever, I didn't even write anything next to it. The the last one at the bottom of that page, though, I call this the anti-slaw slash Dick Storehalder rule. Right. <laughs> that, uh, you know, for minis, uh, competitors' feet are to be placed inside a frame rail and behind the rear face of bell housing while under green flag competition. Look, if those yahoos want to sit in that thing and ride it, I I wouldn't do it. I'm not, I'd love to drive a mini, but I'm not driving one of theirs. If they want to do it, do it. This idea that, and yeah, I, they are taking a risk to their legs, but go walk through the mini pits and see how many of them, even the more traditional quote unquote frames, go sit and want to see if you can put your feet down through the frame rails and touch the ground. Cause a lot of them, you bet your ass you can. Mm-hmm. 100%. And short of the, the Kester minis, there's a whole bunch of them where you can kick your leg out the side over the frame rail too. Mm-hmm. So this is, this, this sounds more to me like, I can't beat them, so I want them banned. Dumb rule. Goodbye. Don't like that one. And then we get to the very end of this. Um, the last thing, the last two pages is about the radial reactor. Getting the radial engine mod approved for NTPA. And all I wrote next to it, I didn't even read the whole thing. I know about the tractor. The only thing I wrote at the top with an exclamation point next to it was the word, sure. Do it. I'm all for it. I don't mean my comment. My comment on that was it'd be about damn time. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Yeah. yeah and it's, and, and it's purely selfish, but you know, I, and I still don't understand the reasoning behind not bringing them. And I think Larry may have given a diatribe about it, but I think it was kind of, it, it got wrapped up in, in one-liners and punchlines here and there, and I think it just sailed right over my head. Yeah, so. to an extent. To an extent. That's the rules portion of it. Um, yeah, we're way past the time commitment I was aiming for. The Actually, I had, I had one story that I already tabled for the next program, and honestly, this one I can sit on as well. We don't have to get to it tonight. I go, you guys had some stuff you want to talk about, so I'll I'll save these two for the next show. Because they're actually kind of kind of interrelated anyway. Can you do me a favor and call up that video from Austin White? Can you can you pull that up? Uh, what video? I'm sorry, you caught me off guard with that one. Uh, go to my page. It's that post that I shared okay. with that video of of Simpson's tractor. Uh, right now. So I was I was I was rather struck by by some comments that Austin made. Um, I don't know Austin. I've never met him. Um, but oh, I know I, that, okay, I yep, 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 yeah, right. you, you know the video I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was, there was a video that Cassandra Mack took of him at some local hook in Illinois somewhere, um, I think northern Illinois, and 
it's the they run or he was in the seat of um the simpson family's 40 10 is it 40 10 or 20 i think it's a 40 10 um it's a natural know, it's got, 40 10 yeah right? yeah it's it's naturally aspirated it's got three big air filters you know three big K&N shooting up the side of it um and it makes more sense if you uh you know play the full video but and i don't know if we can play sound or not this thing sounds like a very angry uh little animal and i've, I've shot it a few times but um So, and the part that, that really struck me was at the end, Cassandra's going to pan, and she's going to pan over and you're going to see him beating on the fenders and, and fist bumping. And he's, he's jacked. And I got to thinking, I remembered a, con a conversation that I had, I don't know, five years ago or more um, with somebody who, who was of the opinion that, Showing excitement when you're in the seat or when you're on the track is is bush league, and it hurts the image, the 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 quote unquote professional image, which in and of itself is a contradiction in terms. The irony of that is hysterical. I mean, we've you know, depending on where you go, you're going to see somebody in a in a Molly Hatchet T-shirt with pit stains yeah. backing somebody up to a sled. Don't tell me about professional. <laughs> yes, there's lots that's, of it there, but that's some imagery. Yeah, as a whole, yeah, that's yeah, imagery. yeah, it's you know the the idea that it somehow hurts the reputation or the professional nature or the image of the sport. Um, and I thought about that. I, I, you know, I I listened to the perspective, and I, you know, I didn't I didn't poke my finger in anyone's chest and and you know argue. They're entitled to their opinion, but I categorically disagree with it and and i think it's i think that's one of the things that as a puller endears you to a crowd of people who don't know you from Adam. you know Absolutely. because if if you're sitting in a crowd watching a show um yeah sure you know the hometown people you know the big names what about that rookie kid um, who comes up and he finally, and, and Cody and I were, were fortunate enough to see this happen, uh, in rock Valley last year. And I, and I know I've talked about this before. And so is he, um, Taryn Beck, uh, is Dennis Beck's daughter. They, and Dennis has had a, uh, uh, polling tractor for quite some time. And most recently he's got, um, a case 970, I think, uh, or 1070. Either way, it's, it's a black case light super ag chassis um and it's got cartman on it, eric cartman on it you know who knew that the yeah. south that the cast of south park you know like to watch tractor pulling you were today mm -hmm. years old when you learned that um but uh it had it's it had been terrence dream to get get behind the wheel and drive and you know like any kid like all of you guys in the comments all of you guys who were watching um most of you have had those moments well, Taryn had a heck of a hard time getting that thing to light. Like she didn't get it down the track. I don't know, probably first six, seven times that that she gave it a shot. Um, 
and it was frustrating for her. I remember talking to her about it and, and, you know, she was pissed. You know, I, I think she knew it was going to be hard. I don't think she knew it was going to be that hard. Um, and, uh, so she came up and they tried it in the afternoon session on Saturday. Couldn't get it to light. Couldn't get it down the track. And I remember watching her with tears coming down her cheeks as, as she was, you know, coming off the, being towed off the track. Um, this was really getting to it. And, um, so they, but they decided, you know, in the spirit of competition, we're going to go out there one more time. And, and they did it in the, or in the evening session and, uh, she's not the first time. And then, um, the, was it second time or did they give her a third crack at it, Cody? I think it was only two, wasn't it? Um, no, I don't remember. Regardless, it's not important to this story. Um, the, but the audience, you know, the, the announcers did a good job of conveying the story, telling her, uh, telling people, look, she's been fighting this thing all year. She has not gotten this down the track yet. Help her. And the audience kind of instinctively kind of sprung to life. And, uh, um, they started hooting and hollering for this kid that they didn't know, you know, and, uh, I'll tell you what, I've never watched a crowd come to life more than when she got that damn thing down the track. Um, she, she got the chargers lit and she drove it and, uh, Cody and I were there. We're fortunate enough to be able to watch it. Um, probably one of the most electrifying and, and joyful moments I've ever seen on a pulling track. And she didn't hold back when she celebrated, you know, and her, her dad didn't either. And, you know, for those of you who know Dennis, he's, you know, he's a great dude. And if you want to get his emotions going, let's talk about his daughter. He and he and Taryn have a, a real close relationship. And there was nothing in this world that he wanted more than to see her get down the track. And we all know, you know, we've all, you know, if we have kids or, or whatever, we all want that for our kids. Um, so why, why the idea that, you can't show that emotion on the track. That's I, I, I'm sorry. I think that's bullshit. Um, I, you know, the idea that, that you can't show that, um, that kills me. You know, it, it, it just does endear yourself to your fans. You know, if you have a great pass or if something clicked, you're excited, show it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so John force does NHRA took that thing all the way to the bank for years. You know, I mean, you go ask the fans in the stands. Tell me about John Force. They're not going to tell you he was an 114 million time champ. They're going to say, "Oh my gosh, that guy's that guy's amazing." He's, you know, I met him once. The guy has so much energy. It's like he mainlines Red Bull. You know, and that's the truth. You know, John. You know, and he and he increased the he grew the sport because of it. Um, and I don't understand why. Uh, our sport hasn't latched onto them, you know, and somebody I knew the second, uh, the second I brought it up, somebody was going to, and Gordon didn't disappoint me, Jeff hurt. And I knew that if he hadn't, I knew that, uh, I knew that Gerball would, um, you know, there's very few people that I've ever had the opportunity to take pictures of who are quite as expressive as Jeff. Yeah. And the the incident that he's referring to is Friday night, Bowling green, North side track with the, the super, the thing grenaded at half track, and as soon as the thing stopped moving, he unbuckled the belts and just stood up out of the cage and went like this, and the place blew up. As only he can do because he's, <laughs> you know, that tall, and he can actually stand up inside the cage. 
Yeah. You know, I can't back into a cage, but you know, whatever, that's a story for a different day. But my point is, um, when you see that, or if, if that person is you, if you are that puller, don't be afraid to show me who you are. Yeah. If you're pumped, show me because I see you all the time, but the other people in the crowd, they may not, you know, it might be the first time they, that they've ever seen you. Show them who you are. Show them you're excited about it because maybe that was your aha moment. Because for Taryn, that was her aha moment. I mean, you know, we've always we've always said, and and I know Charles has said this in shows. There's nowhere to practice this stuff. You know, if I'm Scotty mm-hmm. Pippen, I can go and find any gymnasium in any high school in the country, and I know that the that the hoop's going to be about ten feet tall, and the ball's going to be the same size as every other damn basketball on the planet. And I can go and I can shoot for 13 hours a day if I want to. Can't do that with a pulling tractor. You know, I mean, there's a select few who can, but, you know, not the, you know, not your ordinary, you know, hot farm guy or, or right. light super girl from South Dakota. You know, they don't have sleds available to them just for, hey, I, that's what, this is what we're going to do on a Saturday. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to go make test, test hits till we break something. There's a you contradiction know. that seems to exist out there too. There's this Midwestern sort of culture of uh, um, being subdued and and being humble and I don't professional is the wrong word, but there's a decorum that goes with things. You know, we're we're from a farm family and we don't we don't bull our own horn, we don't toot and holler, and we iron the creases in our jeans and we keep everything on the straight and narrow, but I bet your ass on Sunday afternoon, you've got the football game turned on and there's a player celebrating after every single play. You don't turn it all that off. So why is it right. different with the sled pull track? Right. Exactly. And I think most of the time, I mean, whether you're a competitor in that class or not, it's, uh, it's kind of fun to watch, you know, it is see that. And cause they, I mean, we all know it, we see it, but everybody doesn't want to beat somebody at their worst on that day. A lot of them will help you get ready to go and, you know, what do you need type of thing? Because they don't want to beat you at your worst. They want to beat you at your best. Yep. And so, and, you know, Adam's comment there and before that type of thing, he kind of stole it, but you're going to see that. You're going to see that if you go, I mean, they may not show it on the national you know, TV channel, but you can watch some of the social media channels that those crews have, the camera guys or videos falling behind them. Yeah, they show the emotion. They always have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so there's, some, there, there's things that I can personally do to influence this one. And it's actually something I'm, I'm, I'll say I'm pretty bad about. And I need to be better at. And it's an opportunistic thing because a lot of times I'm up in a tower or whatever. I can't just go do this. But if I'm ever presented with the opportunity of being near a puller, I need to take this thing and shove it in their face and make them talk. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. The more personality I get out of you. And I know a lot of guys are shy and there's certain competitors, you know, unless it's like a, literally a trophy presentation, they will not talk to you on a microphone. They're perfectly yep. polite. I mean, we can have a, if I put that thing <laughs> in my back pocket, we can stand there and talk for an hour. The second I pull it out, mm-hmm. they're not, they will not talk to me. And I, and yep. I know who a couple of those guys are. It's, it's fine. Like, I'm not I'm not saying you have to. I'm not going to put anyone on the spot or make them uncomfortable. But I would love it for somebody to you know, whip that microphone. Yeah, you're darn right. I'm glad I kicked Joe Blow's ass tonight. I want some of that. Mm-hmm. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see more personality. It's it's the it's something I've kind of always been the, the, 
the tech guy, the nerd guy who's always been about the machine, it's the equipment, and I'm that's what I'm interested in because that's my personal bias getting in the way. And I need to learn how to set that away, set that aside better, and really do kind of work on being better about making the competitors the rock stars that they are and what we want them to be and show that personality. It's, it's, I have to, I have to overcome my own self to get that out of you. Now I need you to meet me halfway and overcome your own shyness too and, and let it fly. Cause I know if we were back behind the trailer, you'd say it. So what's different right. because now 10,000 people are watching. Well, I, and, but, I mean, what's, what's harder, you know, the, I mean, several people have, have made comments about uh, talking about overcoming things. You know what? Pulling is a sport of adversity. I mean, yes, we yeah. can, we can go as deep down the rabbit hole, making metaphors and yada, yada, yada about how pulling right. is life and so on. Right to your point right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, it's the, it's the, you know, there's, there's so many things, there's so many variables that you can't control in this sport. Scotty Pippen can control the, the air pressure of the basketball. He can go and check the, the measurement of the hoop and he can, if he has to, and doesn't believe that the lines are marked out, right. He can go check those two. Yeah. You've got a whole lot of moving parts inside a motor. And that motor is temperamental at best because you're asking it to do something it was never really kind of designed to do in many cases. Um, and furthermore, the dirt changes. Andy made the comment mm -hmm. that dirt changes over the span of a class. And you're right. It can. Um, yeah. especially, and, during day, especially during sunup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my point is, it's more than just you versus the thing. The, the the machine, it's you versus the machine, versus the elements, versus the chip draw, versus the demons in your own head that say you're going to screw this up. You know, there's you know, it's there's a lot to overcome there. And when you get that stuff put together, it isn't a small thing. And, I, and you know, and some of this probably sounds like I'm talking just to rookies. I'm not. No, you know, no. How many guys do you know who are guys or girls who have gotten into their own, you know, into their own heads and screwed up their season? You know, or they took a I bad ride and they got in their head and they couldn't forget it, couldn't get around it. Yeah. So off, off of you that, you just one. played a smart ass drop, didn't you? Yeah. Off of that, the one ninth place ribbons. There's, there's one thing that I've always thought that we kind of lack in pulling and you see it in nhra and stuff like that you see a video crew back in the pits asking the questions after the runs and talking to them you know what happened what worked what didn't work stuff like that and we don't really have that i mean because after a pull a lot of our media guys get packed up and we go home because it's late we don't have a whole lot of people going back in the pits talking to the crews um shoving a camera and a mic in their face said what worked what clicked what didn't work you know what's the you know, what's on the, the schedule for next week type of thing, you know, asking those yeah. type of questions. Cause I think, I think that's a, it's, it's a unique perspective of the sport that, you know, one of my big frustrations has been with, uh, I'm going to go on a rant here, but we get into all the time sharing all the bad things that happen within the sport. This yeah. rollover, this, you know, this happened. This, this guy's on fire. This guy does right. that. Yeah. Yep. Everyone wants to share all the bad stuff. And it's, you look at the post, mm -hmm. the original post, and it's been shared 75 to 150 times. 
And my only thing of that is it's going to make it so much harder for those smaller events to have pulls at it because they can't afford the insurance or the insurance company doesn't want to do it because they've seen all this. I missed that one. Yep. Stop it. Yes. I mean, that's, we, we talk about this being a family sport and all the time of, you know, saying it's one of the best family sports. We'll start showing that, you know, yep. we, we try to capture that and start sharing that stuff, you know, the little yep. kids on the side wearing earplugs or staying at the fence, you know, watching and having fun. I just, I don't know. That's my biggest frustration with, you know, everyone wants to be share this to their personal timeline or wherever to, to say that this bad thing happened and they want to be the one to showcase it. And I'm sorry, you got to stop doing that. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of, and there's a lot of times where guys are, you know, they're literally racing. Like I can't get a signal. I've got it. Yeah. Dude. Who cares? You know, there's still smoke coming out of his fucking hair. Give him a second, right. would you? Yeah. Right. His fire suit is still smoldering. Yeah. Let him put it out first before you go and, you know, post it. Um, well, and then, now, and then, that's, and then, now, that's that said, I did post a picture of sibling rivalry to the internet while it was on fire. So I guess I'm as guilty as the rest. But, but you contextualized you know, it in the, behind a bigger story. Right. right. It wasn't just sensationalism right. for sensationalism's sake. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, one thing, Cody, one thing you touched on, we are going to see, and you said nobody tells the stories anymore. You're right. None of us okay. do. Even though I've challenged somebody um, who is watching right now, you know who you are. Do it. Tell the stories. You know the people now. Yep. Um, when 1320 came to uh, Wisner this year, and I know all of you in a side rant, get over it. They came to Wisner. Yes, it was Bowling Green weekend. Yeah, Bowling Green is 15 hours away or whatever number of hours away. It's a long ass drive. Yeah, these guys had a cancellation late. They didn't want to go and drive across the planet to go and see better pulling. Oh my. Almost knocked them off. But yeah, I saw so many, I, I saw so many places. And as soon as they dropped that YouTube video, um, which should be coming fairly soon, I think. I would think um, so. Yeah. They're they're gonna get a whole nother round of should have gone to bowling green. Oh, yeah, you should have shut up. They went to the poll where they could go because it worked for their schedule. And they did what they do at drag races at a tractor yep. pole. And I am a thousand percent excited to see how they did it because I didn't follow them around all day. I mean, Cody and I helped them out where we, where they needed help, but you know, Witty and Fred have done this together for what, 10, 12 years. They know, yep. you know, they can finish each other's sentences. They know the shots that they need to get. They have a standard list of questions to ask, but it's all about how they tell that story and that's how they do it. Um, and there is more to life, you know, and I've, I, I've always said this, um, that there's more to life, more to what we do than what goes on in 350 or 400 feet of, of pulling track. You know, there's a lot of life. Um, there's a lot of life that gets lived there. You know, guys, uh, you know, competitors either have their best day or their worst day, or maybe it's just a day. But that's it's the life that they live. And, yeah. you know, 
people need to, you know, the, the idea of documenting that and telling those stories to people who never get to see it, you know, the only thing that lots of people on TikTok get to see is that pass and, you know, that you put up and set ACDC to, um, you know, and maybe there's, maybe there's questions there and maybe there's not, but that's not a, a slice of your life. I mean, it's, it is, it's, a, you know, 12 or 15 seconds, but that's about it. Tell me how you got rid of, uh, how you got ready for that show, for that, uh, for that pass. What, what gremlins are you fighting right now? You know, if you put out a TikTok, you know, I mean, and people, people talk about the competitive advantage and all cagey with details and all that. You know what? If you can't get your water valve to come on, that's not a competitive advantage that somebody's going to be able to take advantage of and beat you with. Yeah. You know, just be honest. I mean, we want to see that. It helps us know who you are. So we're better equipped to celebrate with you when you get the, you know, bugs worked out of the water valve or whatever it is, you know? So so I think it's all about storytelling. That's, 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 that's what it is. And Cody and, and Charles and I, we all do this, you know, to a living, so to speak. Um, but there's, you know, the better the storyteller you can become in your own, you know, in your own life, um, the, and the more you can show, you know, your trials and tribulations and struggles with your pulling operation, with your, with your program, the better, the more your fans understand. Now is yeah. Colin Ross, if he's still watching it, he's, is he going to make a TikTok after, you know, if he's struggling with getting one of those billet blocks to, to work right? Or if he's, no, probably not. There might be a competitive advantage there that somebody might be able to see. So he's not going to do that. But, you know, then you got, they, we all they, have they, part of our story that we can tell, you know? Then you got Sydney yeah. Summers coming home after being gone for two weeks and dad's got the whole motor tore down in pieces and she has to walk into the shop and see the tractor in pieces. What the hell happened in here? Yeah. This is why but, we can't have nice things. Yeah, one of the first, especially in a multi-session or, or multi-day event, you know, those yeah. first sessions particularly, one of the first places I go as soon as it's over and I'm out of the tower, I, I book it for the pits. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm going, and I'm finding you and I want to find out what's going on and kind of see what you're up against and I'll check on you again in the morning. And, you know, fortunately, a lot of you over the, over the years have actually gotten to know me a little bit and kind of develop a certain level of trust with me where there are a few of you who will tell me exactly what's going on because you have... I've earned your trust to know that when the session starts and I key the mic back on and start telling your story, I'm not going to give all the specific details of what you're up against yep. because maybe you are trying something that's brand new and yeah, you shared it with me. So I understand, but I'll take the, I'll, you know, I'll do the 10,000 foot helicopter version for the crowd. Yep. It's, it's give and take. And, and I appreciate that a lot of you have learned to be able to trust me that I'm going to do that and not burn you on it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's always a part of the evolution of a show um, and what's going on. And it, it, you're right. It's part of telling the story. You know, if I just buggered off to the hotel as soon as it was over, well, I wouldn't be doing my job. The The best part of the announcing gig is in the prep. And that happens in the week leading up to the show. And then it happens behind the scenes between sessions to, to be able to provide that sort of continuity and flow to the event. Um, I think just standing up there and saying names and distances uh, doesn't give a context to what is going on, and well, sure I, it does. It happened I, right there. Yeah, sure it did. 
Yeah, so you 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 saw it right here, right now. Okay, but you know, we all know there's way we all know there's way more to it than that. There's it's not way more to it than that. Yep. Yeah. To Ed's point, there, uh, someone that a sideline reporter. You, I mean, you see that in Louisville. You Leslie do. Go, Leslie goes out and mm-hmm. talks to them, asks what's going on, talks to them here and there, like. And again, some of that's back to having the personnel to be able to do that. It is. And when we can, I think it's awesome. If it's having the personnel, having the equipment, you know, because there's sometimes that, you know, wherever Charles is set up, he can't make it from there to the starting line with the microphone and the the reception. There's just no way. Yeah, there's always, there's things to it. But yeah, I mean, like, so Rockwell would be a great example. We got, you know, Phil has taken over basically the winner's circle. You still got the three of us and, you know, Chris, you can't pin him down because Chris does Chris things. But nope. Chris you know, does I would, Chris things. <laughs> but I would love, you know, I whether it was him or me or Darren, I don't care which one of us even did it. I'd take a session and go, I'd beeline right back for the staging area and I'd stand back there and whatever I could throw in, um, there's some logistical stuff that's got to happen. Yeah, the signal's got to reach that far. I got to be able to hear them so I know when I can interject the conversation and 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 back and forth. But, uh, you know, those are things that can be worked out. It could be done. Yep. Yep. And for those of you, by the way, side note, for those of you who've never watched uh, Christopher Clark, when he's in his element. Oh, it's so fun. It's it's so, so much fun. fun to watch. Every tractor pull, every UCC, that guy goes with a wad of cash. He'll bet people and he stuff purposely, in He purposely makes bets with people, random folks in the stands. Some of you probably bet him something. Mm-hmm. Um and he does it just for the fan interaction. And it is so much fun to watch. Um, it is, you know, to start a session and see what he can literally trade that up to by the time it's over. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, mean, I put him on that. I started him on that. I told him about the red paperclip story. Yeah. And if you yep. don't, and, and folks, if you don't know what the red paperclip story is, just Google red paperclip. Mm-hmm. A guy, a guy legitimately said, I wonder what I can trade this red paperclip for. And he yep. kept on trading. Yep. And it was any he, and he documented the journey. It was it, it was pretty neat. Um and uh yeah, he um last I heard, um I think he was up to uh two homes, a vacation home and a regular home that he had traded for. Yeah. So and yes, why he does. Um Oh yeah, he if he's, if he's a, in a crowd where he knows people and he can he can he knows he's not walking up to a perfect stranger and he can mess with them and have some fun yep. with it. Oh, get, strap in because it's going to be a ride. It mm-hmm. it absolutely will. Um, I I I've never laughed harder than it was. Um, oh, where is that show? Um, just south of Richland Center. Wyatt, help me out. Throw it in the comments. Just happened. Um. Ah, crap, I can't remember. Anyway, Chris was announcing it, and uh, with, I forget who, and um, yes, Highland, Highland Nationals, two years ago, um, I was standing pretty much in front of the announcers, you know, the the trailer where they were kind of holed up announcing uh, most of the night with the camera, and, you know, so I was getting accustomed to hearing Chris and whoever he was announcing with, you know, kind of behind me. And uh, I turned around 1030 or something like that. And um, we're in the middle of the pro stock class. And Chris isn't there. And I look around and 
Where the hell is he? Because I, I could hear him talking. And uh, then I look across the track. He's on the other side of the track, sitting with some fans. And then I hear the very characteristic or the telltale sign of or uh, sound of a uh, of a bush light getting cracked. He just went and sat down, uh-huh. announced the show, and had a beer with a few of the competitors who happened to be sitting in, in that part of the stands. They hadn't pulled yeah. it, you know. I mean, they were they were farm stock guys, um, but he knew those guys. He denounced them before, and uh, you know, it was just a way that he connects with the crowd. And it's awesome. It is so much fun to watch in person. Yeah. There's uh, there's numerous times throughout the weekend at Ultima Call Challenge where, you know, we're on the drag strip. It's Indianapolis Raceway Park. It's a big place. And the mics do yes. get out quite a ways. And I'll be in the tower and and Darren will be down on the starting line or something. And all of a sudden, we'll hear that mic go hot. And it's like, we don't even know where the hell he is. But yep. we know it's about to be funny. We just shut up. <laughs> yep. Hey, guys, I'm sitting in the fire truck and talking to Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, Ralph says it's really hot in his gear, and he really wishes that you guys wouldn't keep lighting your trucks on fire on the dyno. <laughs> so speaking of that, on Saturdays, it's been a thing since he's been there. Every year, he always has a $100 bet with LeVon Miller, yep. and he's always lost it until this year. He won it, this year? He, he got 100 bucks off LeVon this year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was the bet this year? Gosh, I want to say it was in the uh, – so we did the burnout pit thing and, and Levon had some piece of shit that he threw in there to, to do it. And Chris bet him he couldn't blow both rear tires before his t- session was up and he didn't. Nice. I don't think that was quite the, the, the piece of shit that you thought it was. I think that didn't that have compounds on it? Oh, he they put a bunch of stuff on it, but it was it is a turd. Oh, and yeah, he, I know. It, I mean, it, yeah. It, it was a bigger turd when it was done, because when it left the burnout pit, it was down to like two and a half cylinders. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember watching that. That was funny. But what was it? And I think the year before, it was the, didn't he bet LeVon on um, racing the daily versus the, the Lambo? Was it that? Or I thought it was on the title. I thought it was an over on, on Ziggler. That might have been. Yeah, I was going to say literally shocked the world when he did that yeah god i'll never forget that as long as i live that was impressive that was like that was like a crazy short test inner hit wasn't it well it was like it was yeah. just it was it was so, just like bam yeah and when you hang around ucc after enough years if you hear a real quick sweep of the rpm range you know it's going to be a big number and um I don't know where Chris was at that point. He was down there somewhere because he had the bet, and Darren was down there announcing it, and I was up in the tower because we had the drag racing going on. And yep. Adam Blattenberg, who at the time was the editor for Diesel World magazine, yep. not there any longer, but he was in the next room, on, you know, from where the announcers booth is. I could see him through the window, and he was running the live stream for the event. And as soon as Justin hit that, it just it was just like whoop. And we both turned and looked at Adam. I turned and looked at each other with our jaws on the floor because we were like. I don't know what this number is going to be, but it's going to be the highest number we've ever heard. And sure as shit, it was. Yeah. It, that was impressive. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Holy crap, Adam Vasky's watching. Man, he yeah, must be really yeah. bored. Yeah. Needs the bracket pull. I tell you what, we, there's been some antique bracket pulls that I have had the pleasure to announce some 64 track, tractor eliminators. It's fun. That is fun. It takes four days to finish, but yes, it's fun. Yeah. Not not quite four days, but it does. It, it'll take six or seven hours to get through it, but it is. It's fun. It was fun. 
I'd love to, I'd like to do another one. That, that's a good time. They do a huge one. White Pine coming up. I think that's in November sometime down in Tennessee. I think yeah. they do a 128 tractor eliminator and it goes on for like 14 Holy crap. It goes mm-hmm. forever. Wow. Wow. You can, only, you can only really do with antiques because you just you need the cool down time. Like we could we could never do like an eight tractor shootout with super stocks because by the end of the night there wouldn't be another one left running. Yeah. There'd be seven there'd be seven motors that had welded themselves into a coffee table and uh-huh. and one that had puked its guts on the track. Yeah. We do see a Calcutta every once in a while down here though. Yep. It's about yeah. as close as we get to. And actually, I think what I'm talking about too is like the doing the not so much the the straight up uh, single eliminator, but doing doing flights and stuff. And we do there's some we do that with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Chipshawana, we do flights. Yeah, I, I do. who was I talking to? Um, I was talking to somebody, and I guess we for that event there were three sessions of the the five ten uh, hot farms scheduled like yep. there was last year. They were, I guess, at a standby list after a day and a half, like filled it. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. The test, I was told that they had, I forget how many how many slots he leaves open for the Wednesday night test session. I think it's 30. I yeah. guess that sold, that sold out in under an hour. That doesn't surprise me. No. Did he give yeah. you any indication of who's, uh, who's on the list? No, and Did I forget who it was. No, it was it was it was Richard Crowell who was telling me that from the president of oh, IPM okay. was, was telling me that I yep. didn't get that the plan. It was Richard who was telling me that. Hey Richard, thanks for the hoodie. Yeah, thanks to you guys for letting me do your season finals down in Florida. That was I've been I've been telling Richard for a couple of years I want to get together and do something with you guys, and finally we put it together. So I enjoyed it. They're they're a fun group. Talked to Matt Fulmer today. He said uh, he said he really enjoyed getting to getting to chat with you and and you announce he was really glad that they had you yeah it was fun um at the end of the night actually too a, a guy i haven't really i've never really talked to and we probably spent a good 20 minutes after the show having a conversation with tanner eads ah yeah, it, was, it was fun to talk to him and you know i told him i said like yeah i've kind of you know not do i love your tractor but like you know i remember i your your family is one of the super stock families i grew up following and paying attention to so i'm, I'm happy to see you guys back out here doing this again and I just told you on a, on a personal note, you know, when I, when I got the microphone in my hand, everybody's the same. But when I put it down, like, you know, you're, you guys are one of the guys I'm rooting for. I, I like seeing you out there because it's a connection to my childhood. It's, you know, something that's matters to me. And uh, he's isn't that a light, isn't that light pro? The light pro, beautiful, beautiful yeah. AC. It was, it was the old Missy's Pissy. Um, yeah, that's right. And they, they kind of reworked it a little bit and made it their own. And um, he, he's a good young fella, uh, good family. Um, they, when they were, he won. He wound up taking the title. I think he won the poll too. Either won the poll or was number two. I forget which. But anyway, at one point we turn around back in their pit area was essentially right behind the trailer we were announcing from, and their whole team it had to be thirty people. They're doing a group photo together to end the season. I was like, "That's nice. Cool. That's cool." I took one of those group photos once, twenty sixteen. At uh, actually, it was you know on the calendar. It would be this Saturday um, at the. Green County Fall Nationals, the year that um, the Remedy won points that Brent yeah. drove the drove the Remedy and took uh, Badger State points, and uh, we got everybody on the ramp. And boy, I, I 
still look at that photo and think, man, that was a whole lot of people. We had that, that was a big crew. <laughs> good times. Good times. We had some people that I don't see, we don't see very often anymore. Just, you know, moved on to different parts of their lives or, or, yeah. you know, they get to different shows than I do and all that. But, uh, it happens. Miss those guys. I miss those guys. Every now and again, I, I my chance to catch up with, with a few of those guys is, um, Hillsborough. And I, and I avail myself every opportunity. Um, that's about the only time I get to see Gaffney and Ryan Keller and, you know, Tyler, when he comes, I don't think he's, I don't think he's been there in a year or two, but, you know, always kind of fun to catch up with those guys. Those are, those guys were great friends. Have a great time reminiscing and probably drinking a little more than we should, but, you know, that happens. You'll have that in the big job. And then they try and feed you um, horseradish. May have been a factor. Perhaps. With the horseradish? No, it's just pure pain. Don't do it. If you're out of the bag, then it doesn't seem to matter. True. No, (laughs) no, that would bring you to sobriety real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what else? What else do we need to cover? We've gone from the Enderly rules to um, um, how you need to not be a stick on the track, and you need to show us who you are. To um, how um, horseradish sauce can sober you up if you've been drinking too much. We've, <laughs> damn, we've we've covered some ground. We did. We got we got to some places. I'm happy for that. We did. We did. So, uh, one thing we want to, I mean. A couple of things that we wanted to say about um, this show, and thank you guys for tuning in. I, I'm looking mm-hmm. now, and there's still a lot of you who seemingly have nothing better to do with your lives than watch us. And I promise <laughs> I can't we will find that entertaining. I but, will find uh, ways to uh, get it out to more of you. YouTube was not a part of it tonight. I will fix that for next yeah. time. There's, but we do appreciate every one of you guys watching, and and the the interaction. That's that's awesome. We do need to do this stuff more often um we will be um uh, this is probably not a a, a weekly thing um, no it's gonna be hit and miss uh, especially for the next few weeks i think probably for cody it'll probably be i mean for you it's probably gonna be kind of hit and miss depending on uh hurricane season just because of your job um uh, potentially yeah but, like we uh, got like a month and a half of hurricane season left yeah so, so so Cody has no idea where he's going to wake up tomorrow. Depends on what hurricane lands where, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's okay. We can, we, you know, we can deal with that. But um, we are going to try and bring on some guests. Um, yeah, that's you know, we're going to go for. I mean, we've we've got a list of people. Um, we got a list of names that we're going to start running down. Some of those people are um, watching tonight. You better not turn us. You better not turn us down when we ask. <laughs> Um, you know, that guy on the top of the comments right now, that guy and his wife will come on the show. We'll make it happen. I, I promise you. Um, but we want to kind of go, you know, kind of a, a cross section. Come on. We're, I'm going to drive to Detroit and I'm going to take that board away from you. Yeah. Try it. Detroit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm amazed you didn't have an FAFO uh, drop already recorded. Fuck it. No. But at any rate, um, 
yeah, we want to, I mean, we, we kind of want to do a little bit of everything. Sometimes you'll, you know, sometimes we'll just kind of sit here and BS like we are now, you know, kind of do the crew show thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a list of people who, um, don't give interviews very often that we are uh, bound and determined to uh, convince to do it by hook or by crook. Um, and then we want to get you guys on the show. Um, there are, you know, there are a handful of people who I've already asked, um, at least one of them who was in the comments tonight, um, who I kind of cornered him and his daughter and said, uh, you know, sometime I'm going to call you and I'm going to say, Stephen, it's your turn. Can you come on? And I hope you'll say yes. Um, so don't be terribly surprised if we start stalking some of you. Um, you know, I mean, you guys all know us, you know, either either online or, you know, we hang out in person. But we want to get your take. Yeah. You know, not just our key format and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Wiggle. It's, it's we'll not we'll just get our, you on the show, too. Yeah, we absolutely will. Not just our, you know, our important or our opinions that matter. It's just that ours are more important than ours. <laughs> and furthermore, <laughs> if we get, if we can finally get Chris Wagle on the on the show, we can finally corner him and ask him where the hell the Jolly Green Giant has been all these past five thousand years. Yeah. Well, I've been having a, I've been having a, you know, a, a new hood made. I hope there's more, more to it, Chris. I know there is. He did. He did tell me I get the steak dinner this time instead of you. Oh boy! Well, you enjoy that. <laughs> you enjoy that. That was a great steak dinner too. Does, wait, does that mean that you know something I don't? Does that mean we're going back to Cowtown? No, I just I forget what what the topic was, but we we're talking. You just wanted he, to talk about steak and that you were going to eat it, and I wasn't, huh? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Charles, yeah. now's where you insert the fuck around and find out. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Well, I think we've now made it official. Cody has made it official. I think it's now a Don Slama approved show. Yep. So Don, thank you for that. Chris, I Charles is gonna head down there tomorrow. So look him up. <coughs> Go say hi. Yep. I probably won't get down there tomorrow night, but I'll be down there Saturday. Yep, I will be at Enderly. Camera in hand and aimed at all of you. So, and for those of you who are out this direction, I hope you'll come out to uh, uh, the state line showdown, the 102 Valley. Uh, come up and support Brent Roberts, and and let's make that show something special. Let's make that. If you're out here and you're listening and you're on the fence, do this for us. Come and come and be there to show support for the Beeson family. Brent went into some detail about that. Um, uh, we lost, we lost Kalel Beeson, a uh, young man in the prime of his life. And, uh, you know, in, in a kind of a tragic accident about six weeks ago or something like that. And, uh, he was part of that show. He was, he was one of the guys who busted his ass along with his dad to help Brent put that show on. And, you know, they were out there recruiting sponsors and doing all manner of things. And, uh, you know, Cody and I, I mean, he was you know, I mean, to me, he was like a little brother, and I'm sure he was to a point like a little brother to Cody. I mean, we both watched him learn how to drive that that uh, that pro farm that he had that he sold uh, last year at some point in time. 
because he was getting a business off the ground and um, he loved that business. He loved his cattle and, and uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been God awful hard on his folks, um, but they're all coming to the show and um, you know, I know they'd love to see you. So please come down there and, and, and have a good time with us. It'll be a great show. I guarantee it. Yep. Um, if you've never seen Brent semis make hits, they're fun to watch. And uh, if Joe Bear and the Zimmerman boys come up, they'll make it a party, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a yeah. uh, Jerseyville truck guys have a couple loaded up that we're going to go. Mm-hmm. They're too. Actually, one of the people who was watching here a few minutes ago had something to do with building that, that uh, the yellow and blue one, the Lone oh. Star. Gotcha. That came from right up by uh, the Warwald boys. So that came out of that that neck of the woods, and I think Tim may have done a little bit of wrenching on it. Oh, one thing oh. I do want to hit on, um, in case you haven't seen it, um, I did talk on, on Monday about the American Legion poll that was supposed to be this coming Sunday. Um, we have gotten so bombed with rain out here uh, that Tuesday morning um, we pulled the trigger on that deal. The track is, is – I talked to Mark Armstead on it about a Tuesday night. Uh, track, I guess, is in, actually would be in great shape come Sunday for a sled pull. But the rest of the property, it's soft even when it's good. And, you know, it's, it's a Legion Hall. This is a charity fundraiser for them. It wouldn't make sense to go ahead and try and pull this event off only for every single penny that we raised have to go back into fixing the damn place after we left. Uh, just it, it simply didn't make sense. I mean, overnight between midnight and 8 a.m., you know, overnight from Monday to Tuesday, an inch and a half of rain fell on ground that's already saturated, and it doesn't drain. There's nowhere for it to go. Um, there's gravel in the parking lot up front by the hall. The rest of the place, it's it's grass. Um, we're just not the decision we wanted to make, but we're not going to trash the place to try and do it. It's just not worth it. So we'll be back again for 2024. Good deal. Any last words of wisdom? No, I, I I had plenty. I had plenty tonight. And I know I'm going to hear about it Saturday walking the pits, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. More than likely. Cody, what about you? Don't be a stranger. That's all I can say. You see us walking around, stop, talk to us, anybody. Yeah. I know. Don't be a stranger. Yeah. Unless all right, I all right. Wait, wait. Homework. 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 Yes. Homework for those of you, if you know, to piggyback onto Cody's "Don't be a stranger" thing. Um, right now, spur of the moment. Um, Cody, come up with a question that we want to hear the answer to. Mm. Don't ask what the meaning of life is, or blah 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 blah. You know, I was going to say, are we talking like philosophy class here, or like? No, give it. No high hard ones, okay. What is the meaning of is is? Yes. Um, give us one thing you want to see on the show. Talk about, see, do. Give us give us one thing you want to see done on the show. There you go. Yep. See, and this is real easy because you know, the like there's like three people who are watching right now who are actually gonna come to Bedford and they're gonna find you and I and give us the answer. Mm-hmm. Half the rest of the people who are watching still. They're all going to the Enderly, and they're gonna and, and Charles is gonna have to remember it all. <laughs> and all he's gonna hear about is he component chassis, component chassis. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. 
What do you want to see on the show? I want to see a compelling argument for the component chassis, for the light limited super stock farm stock classes. I don't know. I mean, and then like, we're going to have to dig out the rules. It could be it could be topics. It could be people. I don't I'll care. Have, I'll have fun with that. If somebody comes at me, this is why I need a component chassis. No, you're not going to tell me why you need one. I want you to give me a very compelling reason why the guy in the trailer next to you needs one. Mm-hmm. Tell me that story. Uh, 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 uh-huh. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, boys, should we check out? Let these people resume their daily lives. They, Some of them yeah. have given us a full two hours of their lives that they're never going to get back. <laughs> yeah. Especially All right, guys. We'll try and do better next time. And for the audio part of this, I'm telling you, as late as it is now tonight, it ain't going to be up tonight. It's, I've got a lot of work to make that happen. So it'll be tomorrow evening that the audio will get out there in the world. So look for that then. Yep. But, you know, follow the show. Share it out if you wouldn't mind. We do We do want to build up the following for the sidetrack page. Um, you know, we don't have any ulterior motives or agendas in this, but um, we want to be able to continue telling stories and, you know, it's a whole lot more fun if there's a whole lot more people who are following and, and having the chance to, you know, listen and contribute and, and be part of that. So um, do us a favor. Give us, uh, you know, likes, follows. Um, if you're not following or subscribe to the, the podcast on whatever channel you get your stuff on, Sidetrack yeah. will be up there if it's not already. Um, and a plug for the previous 99 shows. I got to tell you, there's some damn good ones in there. The information might be out of date and, you know, there's the birthday section and sometimes that would drag on, but it got, um, that got out of control after the third year. And finally I was like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Because when you got 47, yeah. When you got 47 birthdays, you got to rattle off. That's, that's hard. But you know, when they sit down with, with pullers who are, you know, influential, who, who helped get the light limiteds off the ground or, you know, announcers the announcers that charles and i grew up listening to well, even beyond or, that the the first year brian loans had the fox deal we interviewed brian i forgot we did that show I, and i know he'll talk to us again I'll, I'll reach out to him we'll get him again this winter if he did shake and bake he can handle us oh definitely definitely <laughs> i listened to that show this afternoon and it was everything i had hoped it would be yeah shake and bake's good stuff yeah so anyway Y'all be good. We hope to see you uh, uh, at a track sometime soon. Yes, yeah, so uh, you're running out of time. Season's getting late. Yeah, I know. There's we don't have many of them left. So, I guess for me, um, it's I've got probably two more, and that's about it. Go listen to the old shows, Robert Danner. I've been raging about this one for years. But Robert, you and I have talked offline. You know that we'll resurrect that topic, and when we do you're going to be part of that show. I've already promised that to you. That'll be a good show. That'll be a fun one. Cool. I'm kind of looking forward to the season being over so that we can get a little bit broader with subject matter. And, you know, I feel during the season, sometimes it's important to be a little topical, but, you know, we get to the off season, then we can just tee off on anything. So, Mm -hmm. all right. And then, yeah, we'll get to we'll we'll talk about Bonneville salt flats and Charles will nerd out for hours and Cody and I'll fall asleep and I'm kind of you know, pissed. And, and actually, I think yeah. this coming weekend's 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is the next. It's either this week or next week is the next session out there. And yeah, pistol not there again. We're we're gonna need visuals. That's all I can say. Make sure you bring your crowns. It's fine. Your are his what? Crayons. I you thought know, you said crowns. Need, crowns, yeah. You need visuals. You said we're gonna fall does asleep. He, so. Does he need to wash them afterwards too? Crowns. You want me to say crayons? We're not getting yes. into that. That's a whole other topic. A crayons or crowns. Oh, All we right. can have fun with that. <laughs> also, for you bourbon nerds, this made the show very good tonight. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so, again, thanks for listening, right. and uh, we'll catch you guys soon, okay? Yep. See you guys. Later on. Bye-bye, son of a bitch. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.